Are you feeling a bit distant from your husband? And the love that you had for him is not quite the same as it was when you were first married. Is the love in your marriage not all that you had expected it to be? As the song goes, have you lost that love and feeling? In this episode, we're going to chat about why this happens, how love is a choice, and how to save your marriage by choosing to love your husband every day. Let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting to do life God's way but are unsure how or what that even looks like? Do you sometimes fear that you're doing this whole wife and mom thing all wrong and want to know how to do it right? Or do you want to stop worrying all the time and learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson, wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Bible study teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there, and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to find biblical answers to life's challenging questions in His Word, to know what His promises are for you, how to apply them to your life, and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the Father's hands. So if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day, and follow the amazing plan that God has for you, grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. The romantic feeling of falling in love with someone is wonderful and it makes us feel good. It's the thing that some of the best movies are made of. We married our husbands because of the romantic love that we have for them, and our heart would skip a beat whenever they came around. The only problem is, is that kind of love doesn't last. It's not sustainable, and it's not the kind of love that sustains a marriage. Why? Because as we live together and we spend more time with one another and we begin to see the weaknesses and the faults of our spouses then we also begin to realize that they're not the perfect man that we thought that they were. Some of those things that we thought were endearing and cute now annoy us and just drive us crazy. We also come into a marriage with preconceived ideas of what it's going to be like and what we expect. We may get some of these ideas from our parents and the way their marriage was, and we either want it to be the same as theirs, or we want it to be very different. Or we get unrealistic views of what marriage is as we watch those romantic movies on TV. And we begin to realize that our husbands are not the knight in shining armor that the fairy tale told us that they would be, and that our happily ever after marriages that were promised to us aren't always so happily ever after. This is very common when, and when it happens, we can begin to think that he's not the man that I married and that we're falling out of love in the same way that we fell in love with our husbands. However, the problem isn't that your husband has changed. It isn't that you have changed. The things about your husband that made you fall in love with him, they're still there. This pattern and thought process is very prevalent in our society today, and one of the reasons why there's so many divorces, in that they 
just fall out of love and in love at a whim. The problem isn't that he has changed. It isn't that you have fallen out of love with him. The problem is that that romantic love that you felt in the beginning that was just so wonderful and enlightening is not the love that's going to sustain your marriage. What sustains a marriage is Christ-like love that you make a choice to show your husband every day in spite of what the circumstances are. Jesus gives us the commandment to love one another in John 15, 12. It says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. If we are to choose to love our fellow believers, how much more so should we choose to love our husbands? So you may be wondering what I mean exactly about choosing to love my husband, or what does that look like in a marriage? Well, choosing to love your husband means that you would show him love even when you don't feel like it. Not only in the good times are you going to show him love, but you're also going to do it when life is falling apart, when things are difficult and your your relationship is strained, you're still going to go through those motions and to show him love. You're going to show him love for his attributes and the things that you like about him in spite of his faults and the problems that some of those faults may may cause. And then you're also going to love him for what he does for you and then even what he doesn't do. It means letting go of some of those expectations and choosing to love your husband for who he is and not for who you wish he would be. In 1 Peter 4, 8, it says, Above all things, have unfailing love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. Our husbands are not going to be perfect, and we shouldn't expect them to be. Our husbands are growing in the Lord, and they're learning how to be godly husbands in the same way that we are growing and learning how to be godly wives. They're not going to get this right off the bat. It's going to take them time in the same way that it's going to take us time. Oftentimes, it's those everyday things in life that they do that annoys us and cause us to have hurt feelings or to be angry with our husbands. I remember when my when my son was young and my husband used to leave his dirty coffee cup in my car and I'm not sure why it bothered me so much, but it did. And I would go out there And I would find the coffee cup in and I would say my husband's name. And then one day my son went out and saw the coffee cup and said my husband's name in the exact same way that I did. And I was like, oops. So it is sometimes those little silly things that will annoy us. And it's those things that we just need to look past and choose to love our husbands anyway. In Proverbs 10, 12, it says, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. In my household, my husband cooks, I clean. And sometimes when I do the dishes, it's like, really? Did he have to use every single pan, every lid, all the knives, all the cutting boards. Like, could he not have just like rinsed off a knife and a cutting board and reused it? Like, what the heck? And, you know, sometimes the enemy will just get in while I'm washing dishes and will just put those kinds of thoughts in my mind. Fortunately, 
I know my husband. I know his motive behind using all those pots and pans and using multiple knives and multiple cutting boards. And it's because for him, his sole purpose and his priority in making dinner is making it taste really good, which he does a great job at. And then also making sure that all the dishes are hot and done at the exact same time. That's his priority. He doesn't care how many pans he uses. He doesn't care how many other stuff he uses. His priority is to serve me a meal that tastes good and that is hot and that I enjoy eating. And to be honest with you, sometimes he'll even come and help me do some of those pans. He knows he uses a lot of pans, but the enemy will come in while I'm doing dishes and say, why is he using all those? Does he not care about the fact that he's making a mess for you and you have to wash all this stuff? Is he have some kind of motive behind it because he's trying to get back at you at something? And I, you know, fortunately, like I said, I know that none of that is true and I have to push all that aside and just remind myself, the man makes me dinner every day. He goes to the grocery store. He plans the meals. He does all of that. The little bit of time that I have to spend in cleaning up after it and doing the dishes, who cares? You know, it's wonderful that he does that and he makes great meals. And so I just love him through that because that's where my focus is. My focus is on the wonderful meal I've just eaten, not the fact that I have to clean up the kitchen. In Colossians 3, 12 through 14, it says, So embrace as the elect of God, holy and beloved, a spirit of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. Bear with one another and forgive one another. If any has a quarrel against anyone, even as Christ forgave you, so you must do. And above all these things, embrace love, which is the bond of perfection. Again, if we are to do this with those that are our sisters and brothers in Christ, with the body of believers, how much more so should we be doing all of these things for our husbands to show him mercy and kindness and humbleness, long suffering, to forgive him all of these things that we should be, we should be doing and to embrace that love that God has given us with our husbands. Choosing to love our husbands when we don't feel like it is the key to this. If you have allowed hurt or anger and bitterness to set in because you have focused on those negative things that he does that annoys you rather than on the good and praiseworthy things that your husband does for you and that what your marriage brings you, then start to change your focus. You know, that scripture that we had looked at last time about focusing on what is of good report and what is praiseworthy and what is, you know, trusting just all of those things go back to, um, that episode. And I'll put that episode in the show notes. I don't remember which one it is off the top of my head, but I'll put that episode in the show notes to go back and focus on those things that are praiseworthy about your husband and change some of the focus away from the negativity. And then if you truly have been hurt by your husband, and it does happen at times, is that we are truly hurt by them, but you want to repair that damage that has been done, then ask the Lord to help you to forgive him, 
to show that same forgiveness that God has shown you in forgiving your sins. Ask God to help you show that same forgiveness to your husband as well. And then if you have lost trust or lost faith in your husband, then pray for God to come and to rebuild that trust. It takes time, but it is so worth it. And God can come alongside of you and help you to be able to trust your husband again. Choosing to love your husband, even when you don't feel like it, is the way to get past the place in your marriage where you are right now and to begin to heal it and to bring it to the place where you want it to be. God can save every and any marriage, no matter what has happened to it and where it stands today. He can come alongside you and make a difference. When he does something that annoys you or, you know, your thoughts maybe think that his motives were unkind, then do a heart check, you know, kind of like what I was doing when I was washing dishes and doing a heart check and going, are these thoughts really valid? Or is the enemy trying to come in and build that wedge between us to cause disruption? That's what the enemy tries to do on a regular basis. And we always have to be looking for it. And then is this something that can be covered under grace and let it go? You know, maybe it it was something that annoys you. Maybe it wasn't, you know, something that the enemy was just coming in, but it was truly something that happened that annoyed you or made you mad or upset. Is it something that you can let go and cover with grace and just begin to pray for him and begin for um, pray for him, for God to begin to work in him more and to make him more like Christ? If it's something that has happened that repeatedly and it really bothers you, then choose a good time when you're not angry, when he isn't busy, that you can sit down and talk about it. It's not like you have to just live with all of these things and never communicate with him about what bothers you. You should certainly communicate with him about what bothers him and give him examples of what that is because that's how he's going to learn. And it's the same way in how we learn and what our husbands don't like. I learned that my husband really hates to be late, especially to go to church or to Sunday school. Really, really bothers him to be late. And I've had to make a change. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers him, but it does bother him. So because I love him, because I choose to love him, then... I make sure that I begin my morning routine to get ready for church on Sunday in plenty of time to make sure that I'm ready when he's ready to leave. And it makes all the difference in the world because one, are we not, you know, kind of at each other because I'm trying to hurry up running late and he's frustrated because he's late and I've made him that way. And then he sees that I've made a change and that I'm choosing to love him by being on time and to honor what it is that he has asked me to do. And then find ways to show him love, even when you don't feel like it. Those feelings will change as you begin to choose to love him. You can do things, you know, simple things like cook his favorite meal or maybe make breakfast for him before he goes to work. Uh, You could make take care of some of his chores and have them all done for him when he comes home. 
maybe purchase something that he's been wanting just because. And it doesn't have to be anything expensive or big, but just something that, you know, he likes. And maybe nobody else in the family does, but he does. And just something that's special for him. And then make it a point to do the things that he has asked you to do, to change the things that annoy him, like I talked about with me being late. The season of your marriage is not going to last forever. You're in an area where you're growing together and you're learning how to live with one another. You each came from two probably completely different families and you had a different way of doing things and your family life was different because no two families are the same. And you're now coming together to create your family. And what your family life is going to be like, and it's going to be a little bit of you and it's going to be a little bit of him. And it's going to take time for that to mesh together and to be a cohesive unit. And in the meantime, choose to love him even when you don't feel like it. Understanding that this is just like growing pains and in growing together. And when this season is over, then you won't even have to think about choosing to love your husband because it's just going to come naturally. You're going to learn to live with one another and become more and more like one another. And then those things that annoyed you won't even be around anymore. And having to think about what am I going to do nice for him is going to just come second nature to you. I just want to pray for you right now. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just lift up these women to you. I ask that you would come alongside them and that you would help them to choose to love their husbands every day, even when they don't feel like it, even when he's annoying and he leaves his dirty coffee cup in the car again, Lord, that you would just change their hearts, that they would focus on what it is that they love about their husbands, that they would do something nice for him. And Lord, that they would choose to love him every day. Lord, I pray that you be with both the husbands and the wives of the families that are listening to this, Lord, and that you would come alongside both of them, help them to grow in you and become the godly men and women that you have called them to be. Help them to grow in their marriage and to grow together, Lord. And I just thank you so much for your word. And I thank you so much that as we grow in you, as we become closer to you, Lord, we become closer to our spouses as well. And I just ask these things in your precious heavenly name, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in Him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, Ooh, she needs to hear this? Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. 
I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today and know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you and see you on the next episode.